Do you ever just realize that you're fucking stuck, but nothing's really changed and you keep doing, you know, lighting the candle and listening to meditations, but like nothing's actually changing. Nothing's actually making a difference. And it's because you haven't gone deep enough into what you're currently doing right now, what you're currently living, your literal existence and the way that you operate. You haven't sat and gotten mindful about why it is you are the way you are, the way that you speak, the way that you get triggered by something, the way that you respond, the way you're feeling, what makes you envious, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you defensive. What you want to do is actually start understanding where the shit is coming from. Because if you don't start getting familiar with yourself, how the fuck are you supposed to like harness your fucking divine power and like make massive moves in your life and business like we need to really get to the root of that and that's exactly what we're going to dive into in this episode i'm going to explain to you a little bit of a journey i went on by simply taking time with the family time away from my business has forced me the universe then grants us time and space to reflect on ourselves and that's where the work needs to be done so when you start listening and paying attention to what the universe is showing you This is how we do a deep dive to deconstruct some of that crazy ass bullshit we got to burn down in order to move forward and make real money. So let's get into a little bit of the history behind that right now. If you're tired of the boring business coaching bullshit out there and the mindset that doesn't really work and just leaves you feeling even more lost in outer space, well, my mystic sister, you have finally landed in the right place. Welcome to the sorority with Jessica Mystic, the podcast where we ditch the brain shame and learn how to manage that creative, multi-passionate, magnificent mind of yours. That's right. I'm going to help you cash in on your creativity and chaos through mindfulness and creating cash habits that work while building the most beautiful and abundant life for yourself. With weekly integration activities and my proven manifestation methods, we are going to help you go from feeling unstable to becoming unstoppable in your life and business. I am so grateful to have you here, Sistar. In this community, we are going to rise and shine together. On that note, let's go make some magic. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, my mystic sisters, my fellow creative and multi-passionate souls. It's your host here, Jessica Mystic, and this is the show where I'm going to teach you how to make the most of your life and your business through mindful magic and developing cash habits that will help you manifest more money as you begin to burn down the bullshit and curate the chaos in order to save you your sanity and create a beautiful life of your dreams. Like, that's just what it's about, right? What is the point of living if we're not creating the life of our dreams. What is what's the fucking point? Just born to suffer? Like I refuse. I already suffer enough physically. I don't need to be suffering my whole life. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. So here we go. Let's get into today. I really want to start this episode by explaining how I came to this episode. It's funny in the last year I went on a few different trips. I was going to Canmore at the fam. We love going to Canmore by the way. Canmore, Alberta, beautiful spot. Love it way more than Banff if you're ever traveling. And mostly because there's a lot of gluten-free places to eat there as well. And I just love, I just love the vibe. It's so dope. So we usually stay in a cabin up there and we putz around, but I digress. And in one of the crystal rock shops, because there's tons of them there, think of Canmore as like your Midwest version of Sedona. I guess the Sedona count is Midwest. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There was an epidote stone and I was super drawn to it. And then I got really obsessed with epidote for a while. And I am I love crystals. If you don't know that about me yet, like I am obsessed. Like I am your crystal witch woman. Like I'm all about like geodes are life. 
rock solid in my veins, which is so ironic considering I'm starseed, but nonetheless, Epidote obsessed, been obsessed with it. I've been coming across it so much more frequently. And for at first, I kind of just had this weird feeling almost I wanted, I'm like, well, I don't really want that. That's not what I came in here for. But it kept popping up because they have a way of popping up and telling us when we need to work with them and when our energies are needing assistance or alignment with a certain crystal or energy or there's work to be done. The universe keeps putting it in our path. And then after this trip had taken place, a friend of mine gifted me crystals. I believe it was for my birthday. It was either birthday or Mother's Day, but she gifted me a crystal and it was Epidote. And she got it in the same place at the same shop that I got my piece from. So it's like, okay, I need to start working with this crystal. So to give you a little backstory, like Epidote is like your nature magic. It helps you release old energies and it's it's empath support. Now, most of us empaths, we have some kind of trauma that we've been dealing with. We've gone through a traumatic experience. We have heightened sensitivities to things, which is what then in turn makes us an empath, which I believe is most people who are empathic are also divergent or on the spectrum. And it's just, it's just what makes us who we are. So I can almost guarantee if you're listening to this podcast that you two are an empath or can relate in some way. Knowing that I'm the witchy witch and I love my witchcraft and my crystals, I want you to think about epidote is the most common. It's one of those crystals that is like, it's like Velcro energy that's been sticking to you forever. And epidote is one of those crystals that helps like dispel old energies that are not yours. And when you start working with epidote, you kind of get lost because just like the stories that are in our head and the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we choose to believe in how we live our life, Epidote makes you realize how much of it's just, it's not yours. Like how much shit you're carrying that's not even your own. Like a lot of my pain and my sorrow and like I started learning more about ancestral trauma and understanding like how we carry our parents' traumas and our parents' issues and energetic, like it's an energetic chain that's been passed down forever. So having like the ability to sit and forgive our ancestors in our past and like heal those old wounds energetically, how that is what in turn lifts the burden of where we are today. That's really good. Just drinking myself a little, having a margarita actually. I haven't had a margarita in I don't know how many years, but it just felt fitting. I'm like celebrating today. (laughs) So this is my annual drink. I have like a Christmas drink every year. So this year I've tried a little and margarita, but anyway, it's funny because the can is green, epidote's green, we're all about green, which is like a total healing heart energy. So that's what's happening right now. But this empath support, it, it raises the question, is this energy really mine? And this is so important going into this episode because when we start asking ourselves, is this energy really mine? Or when we quick to like jump into being really defensive about something, or when we have a strong opinion on something, I urge you to start asking, is this energy really mine? Because often when we get really, really aggressive or really triggered, it's usually someone else's shit we're carrying that we're then responding to. So when we feel really defensive about something, like when someone makes fun of a family member, or if someone's talking about, if someone's like, for example, If someone was talking down about soldiers or PTSD or something like that, I would get really aggravated and feel like I had to defend soldiers and those with PTSD because my father was in the military. And I would like get really upset when people talk shit about military people. Then I realized like, why am I the one getting so upset about this? My dad's not here. He's not upset about this conversation, you know, and things like that. So like just simple questions where you start asking, why is this upsetting me? 
Because at the end of the day, when you hear a rumor or you hear something that's been a story being told about someone or whatever it is that you hear, either initially you're going to say, oh yeah, and you agree with that. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's truth. Or when you get defensive and you're like, well, that's not true. Well, if it's not true, then it doesn't bother you. So when you have that emotion behind it, I want you to ask yourself where it's coming from. The reason I'm getting into this question and the reason I'm talking about epidote is when we learn to clear out old, outdated energies that are not our own, and we actually make stronger energetic boundaries and uphold like what actually resonates with us in the moment, and this can change over time. What you believe now and what you stand for now might be very different in five years from now, and that's okay. As long as you are energetically backing the the opinion that you have and the energy that you're carrying, as long as it's your own and you're not holding on to other people's shit. So when you're drawn to epidote, it's kind of this, it's like opening up your sixth sense, like your ultimate knowing. It's it's the awakening. So it's what you've already known that's carrying you, but you're kind of like resistant to actually understanding or looking. And you just accept that I am, I, this is just the way I am. This is just the way I think. This is just the way I feel. Nothing is ever just the way you think, feel or believe because you have the power to change that at any given moment you can be a completely different person tomorrow if you really wanted to it's possible and whether or not you want to is the question so this intuition like your inner witchiness your inner woo right that's guiding you your gut feeling your heart this crystal will help you create these boundaries. So if you don't work with Epidote, strongly recommend you start getting one, especially if you'd label yourself an empath. That's that's the crystal for you. Go get some fucking Epidote. It's also really good at dealing with headaches, which is ironic because when I started doing this inner work and I started doing all of this awareness, it was blowing my fucking mind, but to the point where it felt like it was blowing a hole in my skull sometimes, like migraines increased. And like, it was just, it was intense. It was intense. And I think a lot of those headaches, like you think of your crown and your third eye chakra and it's that knowing, right? So when you're opening that knowing we're opening our crown and when you're looking into the future and you're, you're seeing in a different way, like with your third eye, and then you might find when you start working with it, you start getting sick, like your throat's bothering you or your chest. Cause like your heart and your throat are going to be changing. So it's like, the activations that take place when you're clearing, we always get sick before we get better because you got to get that fucking poison out. So this poison that you're carrying around, this weight, this energy, that's not your own, these stories, like there was a lot of this despair I carried for years. And I don't say this to shame anyone or to shame my mother, but my mother, my mother has had a very traumatic life. My mother has been alone. She's had to look out for herself since she was a child. My mother's always been the outcast. She's always been different. She's always been able to see both sides and she operates very differently. And my mother is an incredibly strong woman who has sacrificed everything for her children time and time again. And I absolutely love my mother. But there's also a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. And as I talk about this, I might start to tear up a bit because I do channel it. And even though she's never put it on me to have to take care of her, I didn't realize that a lot of my despair and disdain and heartache was rooted 
in how I felt I needed to take care of her and how I wanted her to be better. And I carried that with me because she was my mom. And then when I think of this deeper, I look at like how we were, she was a military wife. We were a military family. My parents are divorced now and all that, but the years of like dealing with me and my brother and my dad being overseas. And back then, like there was no cell phones. If you're lucky, you'd get a satellite phone call maybe a month or so into deployment and you could be talking to him for three to 30 seconds or maybe you'd get 30 minutes you wouldn't know and her having to raise us and and my brother my brother growing up there was a lot of challenges there we were, went through many many different schools we were always the new kids I can't even imagine my daughter only just started at a new school this year and that was hard for her and she's only five and I can't imagine doing that every single year I went to more than 13 schools before I even graduated grade 12. And I was always the new kid. And just that immense loneliness and like being from a military background, this is where like we're going from the ground up. Like when I say we're doing the deep work from the fucking ground up, the foundations and the stories and the energies I've been carrying that were not my own came from my upbringing as an army brat. And I'm not throwing shade to the military. I mean, I sure shit wouldn't make a very good soldier, but you are taught from a very young age not to get close to anyone. The world is a fucking war zone. And I mean, it is. It's very hostile out there. But again, it's where you choose to to put your focus and where you choose to lead with love or not and you're taught from a very young age not to speak up not to stand out like you know especially if you're living in the pmqs and stuff like you're not to have a political opinion you're not to be a part of anything we were just supposed to exist you don't talk you don't do you just are and you're told to blend in even though we never really did <laughs> especially me we all know that i stand out a little bit but that's where fear of being seen comes into play. And I have this immense anxiety that I've been trying to work through this last year with travel, which is ironic because I did travel a lot. Like I've lived all over the world. I'm very fortunate. The military meant that when I was like 16 months old, I think it was like I was a year and something, 16, 18 months. I don't know. But my father was posted to Germany. So I grew up overseas and I didn't move to Canada until just before my seventh birthday. And then I kind of grew up in Western Canada. I, I moved my whole life. And I associate with me always being a nomad, never settling down. This affected my relationships. I never settled down. I said I would never buy a house. I would never get married. I would never have a family. And then I met my husband, which apparently changed all that. I don't know witchcraft he put on me. I look back at these foundations. You can see how these unfold and how we repeat these, these expectations of ourselves. This was just a learned habit. I remember someone saying to me once, that they were a therapist who dealt with people who were uprooted all the time. And it was actually a form of trauma. And I got very defensive. And I'm like, uh, no, that's not true. I'm fucking fine. Thanks. Meanwhile, I was suffering with postpartum depression and seeing a therapist and everything else. So no, I wasn't fine. But this is when I started to realize these things. And then when I came across this epidote, I started working with that. And I was like, holy shit, I carry a lot more baggage than I thought. Like, I thought I wasn't that bad. But like, no, I was carrying a lot. Like the work ethic behind this. Think of your work ethic. Do you honestly feel 
like you need to hustle and grind and like you need to work yourself to the bone to be appreciated, to prove your worth, to have value. Because I was constantly fighting. The world was my battlefield. I was constantly on a mission and like always on the lookout. Someone's always coming to get me. Someone's always going to be after me. And then I had abusive relationships. I was in a very abusive relationship for years. And I still carry that fear. Someone's going to get me. If things are too good, someone's going to hurt me. If things are too good, I'm going to die before I can appreciate it. Something bad's going to happen to me if I'm not at home. There is no safe zone. In fact, I never felt safe until my husband and I got our first home. And I remember thinking, like, this is the first time I've ever felt at home. I never had a home. I never felt at home. I never thought I deserved a home. So I'd ask you, like, how does the stories and the way that you grew up, how does that affect how you see the way that you operate, how your relationships are, how you define yourself and your worth, the way that you work? You know, my dad always says, sometimes a job is just a job. You just have to show up and do the job because that's what a soldier's taught. No, it doesn't. You're not, life's not about being comfortable. Just show the fuck up and do your job and look out for everyone else as well. So that's exactly what I did all my life. I showed the fuck up. I worked my ass off. I did the damn thing. And I was just thankful I was alive at the end of the day. But that means I was living in a constant state of survival. And I still fight that continuously on a daily basis. And I have this anxiety, all these dreams and these visions and what I want to do. And I want to travel and to be on stage and to do this podcast and to write books and to spread the word and inspire people all over the world. Even, but even just to go, when I used to do tattoo conventions, when I had my daughter, just to leave her for three days, I would I'd go absolutely apeshit. I would bawl my eyes out all night. I have this immense anxiety that if I am not at home, I'm going to die. If I'm not at home, if I'm away from my children, it'll be the last time I see them. And as I've explained all of this here, it completely makes sense why I felt this way. But I only recently just unpacked this. This was my major aha moment, was realizing my fear of traveling and being too far from my family. If I go out, so I'm going to Italy in May. I'm really excited. I'm going to Italy in May. I'm going to the biotech conference. But I was terrified because I was like, I'm going to be across the world away from my family. So what if I don't come home? And I was like, why am I so scared that I'm not going to come home? Like when I went to a mastermind recently in September, I went to a mastermind in LA and I got into an Uber by myself and I was like, this is it. This is where something bad's going to happen to me. I'm going to get an accident. This person's going to be a bad person. They're going to kill me. There's going to be a gang fight. I'm going to get shot by a drive-by. There's just the things that would go through my head or I'm, oh, this is it. I'm going to have stroke because I have strokes before. So it's constant fear in the back of my mind. But like something bad's going to happen to me. And it was brought up in that mastermind. They're like, what's your fear? And I slipped over to Sam and I said, I'm afraid I'm going to pass out. She's like, you're scared you're going to pass out. That's your fear right now. And I'm like, well, something bad's going to happen. And that's when I started working with this fear. Something bad's going to happen. If something, if I do this, something bad's going to happen. I'm not safe. And I really had to anchor in to, I am safe. 
it is okay. I can go home and come back. But I grew up believing that if a parent was to leave, we were expected to say our goodbyes and they might not come home again. And I have carried that with me for my entire life. <laughs> like Now I sit here and I ramble about my upbringing and I didn't have a bad upbringing by any means. But when I start to think about how my upbringing has affected the way that I operate in this world and where my anxieties come from and where I feel safe, I invite you to sit down and do the same thing. And Epidote's a great crystal for that. If you don't have Epidote, you can find Rose Quartz really easy and you can work on like filling that space with love. We should probably do like a release exercise next week. But I want you to really start assessing what's coming up when you respond. If you're working with a coach, if you're working with a client, if you're out with friends and someone says something that triggers you and you have an immediate, like either you disagree or you get really excited or assess what what's happening. Sometimes you'll get like a physical sensation before you even have a thought or a word. And I want you to realize whenever that comes from like a an intense, like, oh, like an intense either anger or fear, or just like whenever you're just triggered in general. If you read something on the internet and you're like, oh, what is it about that? Where is that coming from? What is that energy? Is that energy your own? Because our foundations are built upon the beliefs and the stories that were told to us as when we were children. And we accepted them because we are children. We are innocent. We are naive. Like our job as parents is to tell them what the world is. In fact, I think there's too much pressure on us to tell them what the world is when they do need to just experience it. Because I've had to correct my own stories with my daughter because she'll repeat things back to me and I'll be like, you know what? No, you're you're right. That's not That's not true. It doesn't need to be that way. Why do we feel like we need to... In- instilling it's one thing to instill your knowledge and your wisdom but like honestly if no one fucking asked you let them figure it out themselves we are control freaks because too much has happened to us and we don't want it happening again i'm gonna let you sit with that today and i want you just to really lean into like asking yourself these questions and thinking of where this comes from because as we go forward i want this to spark some conversation Because the way that you operate, the way that you put aside time for yourself, the way that you scramble to get shit done and fit stuff into your schedule for everyone else and fall victim to people pleasing or the TMTD too much to do disease, this is affecting you this way because it's a habit. You need to actually make time to correct these habits. You need to put yourself in energetic rehab. Like you need to shed that shit and you need to work through it. You need to just, it, it's not something you're going to be able to do overnight and things are just going to start coming up to you. You're going to be in the shower and be like, oh yeah. And like, it can be annoying when it's something super like, I don't know, like just it sometimes it's just stuff comes up and you're like, oh, how did I not realize this before? And you just feel like an idiot. I know when I'm working with coaches, sometimes you're like, oh, I feel so stupid. I didn't see this before, but they see it. That's why you're paying them. It's like when I work with my clients and it's like, well, you're only doing this because of this. Oh, that's what we pay for. We pay for people to keep us accountable. 
We pay for people to tell us what's going on with ourselves that we can't see. When you're already in it, like when you're in that war zone and you're fighting, you need other people on your team to help you scout what's going on. You need the recce. Okay. Like you need a recce squad, you need a recce crew. You need to go in and they need to do recon. They got to tell you what's up. Like it, it's a team effort. There are some things that you can pull from this military analogy because it is a war zone out there, but it's also a war zone in here in our head right now all the time. So the more you can kind of sift through and don't shame yourself for any of these beliefs because they've been instilled upon you because you accepted them and lived that way. There's nothing wrong with you, but you have the power to like say, well, you know what? I don't want to operate that way anymore. Or if you like explode and get super defensive and then realize, oh, you know what? Maybe I want to change my mind on that stance. Then you just sit with yourself and, you know, take a deep breath, take a moment. I like to put my hand on my heart. You know, I don't really like the way I reacted to that. I'm going to try better next time. And even the way I deal with my kids, we have so much going on as, as mothers, as business owners, as healing. Like we have to be responsible for our own healing. In order to do that, you need to start thinking about these things. You need to open your mind to what the fuck is going on in there and why it's going on. You might not understand everything, but start asking why more often, right? Figure out what's going on in there because when you start to become more mindful and more aware of these patterns that you're doing, once you're aware of the pattern, it's easier to start changing that pattern. And when you can start shifting that pattern of behavior, that's where big shifts happen in your life and in your business and where you can start attracting what you really want and stop replaying the same story over and over again. You got to knock all that shit down and rebuild from the ground up. And this is one of the reasons I am intentional on the daily. This is why I like to reflect every single morning. Because when you first wake up, if you don't look at your phone and you just grab a scrap piece of paper and a pencil and just starting whatever comes to mind, start writing shit down, over time you start seeing these same patterns. And that's why I like to write random shit down in the morning in a journal. I like to set my gratitude list because the more I see what I'm grateful for and the more I see where I'm at now and the more I see what my goals are, when I look back on what I wanted then and where I'm at now, it's because I've mindfully set this intention of where I want to go. And when you can see where you want to go, it's easier to then take that pattern of behavior, make the changes necessary and move on. And it's that constant check-in and evaluation and keeping yourself accountable without adding pressure. You just make it part of your morning thing where you get up, you kind of brain dump and you move on. And then I like to make a time at the end of the week where I kind of check in and brain dump where I'm at. And usually that's with a walk or talking, talking it out really works for me too. When I just talk it out with a friend, it's like, how was your week? Like just reviewing where you're at and then open your notebook. And if you have like my mindful magic weekly planner, you ha- would have gone through like your daily devotions and your week in review. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of sit there and sit with yourself. And the more you hold yourself accountable, make a practice of checking in and understanding where these emotions come from, you have less blowups. And then when you do have these blowups and these things happen, you can assess, is this energy my own? What's not working for me right now? And that's how you create less stress. And that's how you can curate the chaos. And that's how you burn down the bullshit of those old stories and energies that no longer serve you again. So you can move forward with all knowing, with all knowing that you've got this shit and try something new. And if it doesn't work for you, guess what? You can change it and do it all over again. Until next time, much love, many blessings and have a magical day. If you love this podcast, be sure to follow, rate, or even give our sorority a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
While you're at it, you can even subscribe to the YouTube channel. Better yet, share this episode with your BFF or another business bestie. Not only will you put a huge smile on my face and fill my soul with pure joy, but you're also going to help show others that there's real value here for them too. Not to mention help build our community. Much love, many blessings, and shine on, sister.